Hello, everybody. Welcome to the mailbag. My name is Marcus Speller, and that guy over there with a glass half full, it's Andy Brassel. Hello. <laughs> Don't hold it up, Andy. They can't see. Okay, I won't. You're a glass half full type of guy, Andy. <laughs> yeah, you are relentlessly positive, but not in a kind of a wanky way, but in a, in a good way. That's good to know. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, best foot forward. Come yeah. on. Best feet forward with you, Andy. Let, you jump in two-footed. Let's do that with these questions. <laughs> I should say so. Let's just jump straight in there. Paddy has asked us this, or you, Andy. Rumours that Mark Overmars is leaving Ajax at the end of the season. I like it. It sounds like he thinks Mark Overmars is still playing. But, of course, Paddy is not a fool. He knows that he's sporting director at Ajax. Do you think he could move to a bigger club and be as successful as he is slash was with Ajax? You know, this. I think it's a really good question. Mm. Um, Does he still have his pace? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's been he's been there a really, really long time as sporting mm. director, and I don't know if people are, are, are necessarily aware of that. I know, I know Paddy's aware of that, but I, I don't know if um, people at large are necessarily aware of that. I mean, he's been at the club like seven, eight years now. Mm. It's a long time, and he has built a dynasty in that time. There's no getting away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I think people just look at Mark Overmars being at Ajax and think, oh, it's nice. It's where he belongs. Yeah, 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 yeah. It fits. But it's, it's, it's more than that. He's actually done a mm-hmm. really terrific job because if you look at what they've done in terms of getting back to the top of Dutch football, mm-hmm. in terms of getting back in the Champions League consistently, because they went a long mm-hmm. spell without being in, in the Champions League. And of course... Europa League final. Yeah, that that too. If you're being if you're an Eredivisie club, getting in the Champions League in the first place is is is, is not easy, mm-hmm. especially from the position when you're not champions sometimes because you know you've got to go through a, a load of qualifiers. It's really quite hard. Um and I think that's one of the most remarkable things about their run to the the Champions League semi-final as well that they started in what the second qualifying round that year. It was a long one, and, and ended up with and they won a, the league as a whisker well. Whisker of a final, yeah, in in that year. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you have to give him an enormous amount of credit with um, first, firstly, bringing the young players through, which um, he's got to oversee as sporting director. Of course, they're developed by the coaching staff. Um, but nevertheless, the handling of those players is very important. The handling of those players has changed a lot, I think, um, over, over the last 15 years or so. Because um, we think of Ajax, quite rightly, as a prodigious producer of talent. Mm-hmm. But the way in which they produce talent has really changed um, over the last decade plus. Because now they're not just preparing players for the first team. They're preparing players to be sold. Um I, was, I remember I've spoken with um, Brian Roy about this, with Frank De Boer about this when he was there. And it, it changes the way you develop players because um, young players have to be ready for the first team more quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have to um, have physical qualities that maybe they, they didn't before. Um, a, because they've got to be in quicker to replace players that are sold. And B, because of the places, the sort of places that you're aiming to sell them, mm-hmm. which is... Um, the Premier League, if you if you possibly can, because it's the league with the most money, of course. They've made a lot of money selling players elsewhere. And that, I think, is where Overmaster's really come into his own, I think, in, in recent years. Because the way, post-Champions League final, 
they've managed to sell in a staggered way. Mm. So not sell everyone in the same year mm -hmm. as Monaco did. Well, you think when Monaco got to the Champions League semi-final in, in, in 2017, their plan was, um, we're going to sell two players, Bakayoko and Bernardo Silva, and we'll keep the rest. Mm. The thing that really changed that, as I think I probably mentioned on here before, was the sale of Benjamin Mendy because um, they weren't intending to sell anyone else. But the offer they had for Mundy was more than three times what they'd paid Marseille for him. It was a record at the time for a fullback. And they were like, shit, we're in a spot. We have to sell him. Mm -hmm. And of course, once you let that extra one go, everyone else is saying, in the dressing room is saying the team's falling apart. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can't do the same thing next year. And why aren't I getting my move? Mm. And then, you know, a couple of sales very quickly becomes an exodus. Yeah. So what they did... It can turn toxic a little bit as well. Yeah, totally. Mm. Well, what, what they did and what Overmars oversaw, um, I, I think he did, he did really well. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, they had the advantage of having got this completely unexpected Champions League bounty, which is an enormous amount of money mm -hmm. for a Dutch club as well as winning the league. And they had a couple of young players, led by Frankie de Jong, of course, that they could sell for big money that were pure profit because they were academy products. But I think to stop everyone going at that point, because, of course, they kept Ziyech, for example, the extra year, they did very, very well to do that. Mm -hmm. And Overmars did very, very well to put the lid on that. Like I said, he did have the advantage of the extraordinary amount of money. That, um, that, that, that they got from the Champions League, which is you know, mega bucks for a, for a Dutch team. But th there's contingent pressure with that because I think you look at that and you think, A, their team, B, their money. If they don't get it wrong, they're going <coughs> to win the league for the next five, six years in a row, mm -hmm. which is something that, you know, well, Ajax have never done before. You know, they've never dominated to that Juventus, mm -hmm. Bayern Munich sort of sort of level. And obviously the other part of that is that a huge amount is expected of them all of a sudden. Um, but I think they've they've dealt with the aftermath of that that great team pretty well. Um the young players they've brought in have, have done pretty well. I think uh Mohamed Kudus is the, the the one who will be um, the next level on on from that. They've still got the players coming through the academy, of course. And so I, I think he's done a pretty good job in what is a rapidly changing situation mm. that has had several turns in, in, in those years. And Ajax, I think you can say, we're a, a, approaching a genuine superpower. Mm. Uh, again, um, I think an indication of that is the fact that they've been able to hold on to Eric Ten Hag, their coach, who's you know a lot of suitors. Who do you think he's trying to, as much as he can, because you know, the modern game is the modern game, of mm. course, and money talks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But do you think Overmars has made Ajax as much as they can be, and of course others at the club, as much as a destination as it can be, rather than a stepping stone? But they can't be anything else though, because of where they are, mm. because of the sort of financial level that they mm -hmm. operate at. I think it can be a destination for. For certain players, sure. Um, but if you know, they have to be a stepping stone if they want to continue to go deep well, into the yeah, Champions okay, League. Yeah, it's, and, a, it's a balance. You know, it? it's, yeah. it's it's difficult. I think how those skills are transferable to another club 
is 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 open to question. Mm-hmm. One because he's been at Ajax a, a long time now, and that is a long time in the modern game to yeah. be at a club yeah. that long in the same position is a, is a very long time. Um, Transferable um, skills for someone like FC Porto, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For example, um, I think um, you wonder how would he thrive at a club that wasn't so academy based. I think um, you have to ask, you know, when the pressures are different, mm-hmm. um, how does how does he deal then? Is is he as adept in the in, in the transfer market then? I think there are a lot of questions. And obviously, when you're part of an institution like Ajax, very mm-hmm. much like, say, Pep Guardiola at Barcelona in yep. a way, yep. people associate you so much with that club that yeah. they can't imagine you outside it. So I think for him, mm-hmm. and we've seen this with Dutch coaches, not necessarily Dutch sporting directors, mm-hmm. but Dutch coaches, choosing the next job and the job after that yeah. is, is so important. If you look well, Frank at Frank De Boer, who, who was Frank De Boer, the club for, for six years or something like that, managing Philip Koku. Yeah. I mean, you, you you can take it's a great what, shame. You can take one bad move, mm. but two two bad moves. It's a great shame your career is never really going to recover. But you look at what those coaches did; they can clearly coach. Yeah, and it's so frustrating. I mean, goodness knows the frustration that goes on in their minds, you know. But you sort of think to yourself, ah, why is it? And now the reputation's gone, and do you then go back to the Netherlands? I mean, that, that's that's an option. But with regards to Overmars, he's not going to go to another Dutch club. That's quite clear. No. Where is he going? Well, you immediately think, well, where else did he play in his playing career? Mm. Arsenal and Barcelona leap to mind. Sporting director at Barcelona. I mean, I know Ronald Koeman can pull a few strings maybe while he's still in the job, but it, I would say that's probably unlikely. Even though, the, whereas Arsenal, I mean, again, uh, well, Arsenal are, are, are sorted. Well, they're not sorted, but they think they're sorted. Yeah, I know what which, you mean. Which is the important yeah, thing yeah. in terms of this. I think Barcelona's an interesting one. You think that's more likely? I've, I, what, I didn't say it's more likely. I think it's interesting okay. uh, <laughs> as, 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 as a prospect because I think you look at that and you're going into a situation where it's not like normal Barcelona. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot less money to work with, which is something that we know he can deal with. Um, there's, a, there's a bit of history with the, 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 the club. But you know, it's not like, yeah, he, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's not like PK becoming the sporting sure, director sure. or any any anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting because he would really get the opportunity to 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 show his chops there, to show that mm. he can operate under a normal club pressure, mm-hmm. but with the sort of budget. I think the thing is, you, it's it's difficult because you're brought for one particular job. And then when you do it in a different context, mm-hmm. people don't like it. I think you look at, say, Monchi, for example, mm-hmm. going to, to Roma. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, if you can basically save us some money because yeah. we're in a bit of a financial hole. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, he becomes the guy who sold a load of the big personalities from the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the dressing room. And like Monchi made mistakes in that. I don't think there's any doubt. Mm-hmm. I think you know it's a combination of him being given a job to do and when he did it, becoming unpopular for that reason. And also, mistakes he made because he wasn't as comfortable out of his environment. And I think those are the two big questions mm-hmm. hanging over Overmars, whatever his next job is. Well, we move on to a question from Kev Sandel, who says, There is an argument that Guardiola and Mourinho have been the most influential managers in European football over the last 15, 20 years. Who do you think will be the next era defining managers? And will Mark Overmars be working with them? I've added that. <laughs> <laughs> Am I allowed to say Graham Potter before you? 
I was I wasn't going to say his name, but Andy, if if an Englishman becomes one of the most influential or, or era-defining managers, then uh, you know I'm buying a lottery ticket. Yeah, I mean that that's the problem, isn't it? If you're mm. an English coach, because there were so many steps to take up before you get to that point. I mean, if you were if you're Potter, mm. you've got to say say continue to do well at Brighton, for example. You've you've <laughs> You've got to go from there to maybe a Southampton mm-hmm. or a Wolves. Or maybe that's even too big a leap. Mm-hmm. And then you get your cracker. I know if you're extremely lucky, but probably not. Could you go abroad again? Chelsea or something like that. I think that would be. Sporting, somewhere like that? That would, that would be the move. Sporting wouldn't have the, the, the money. Well, maybe. I mean, they're, they're, they're paying a lot of money to Ruben that level of club. at the moment. Yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's, that's an, interesting, an interesting point because that top bracket of the Premier League is, is kind of barred, isn't it? Yeah. By overseas Uber managers. But to take us back to the question, defear, de, de, era-defining manager, I don't think I'm it's I'm still thinking be... about Graham Potter. Okay. Is, <laughs> is there anyone else who, who could challenge Potter for, for that time? <laughs> well, you, you know what? I think straight away, when we're thinking about the Premier League, we have to think of uh, Ralph Hasenhutl. And that's not just recency bias. I think when we Well, talk... he wasn't just talking about Guardiola and, and Mourinho. He's talking about European football. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it's a rare thing, we should say, because you can pluck Guardiola and say, well, he's defined this era. Who's going to define the next era? Yeah. Well, no, but Guardiola's style, with which which wasn't just made up by him at Barcelona. That is years in the making of, of various people. There's a, there's a, what's the word I'm looking for? Lineage, if that's the... Lineage. Lineage. Yeah. Lineage. There's a lineage of, of managers there, and Guardiola's come along, and, and, and you could argue maybe perfected it or popularised it, whatever you mm. want to say. And you can even see that now in amateur football in England, where teams are trying to pass it out from the back and they're not just hoofing it so much and, and whatnot, certainly in, in the southwest London area. Um, so that is the question. The answer might be, actually, no, we might not see a manager have such an impact on the game that, say, Guardiola, or, and to a lesser extent, Mourinho. Well, the thing is, it's, it's, it's got to be not just playing style, but personality, isn't it? Well, I mean, Klopp, I know he's... You know, Klopp, is, Klopp is definitely in there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I think the interesting thing is how long does it last at Liverpool and where would he go next? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe Bayern is a possibility. I, I mean, we know that... Um, I, I could see him going somewhere like like Napoli. The absolute basket case of a, of a city and, and club and all the rest of it just going, yeah, I'm going to have a crack at this. Yeah, I I I I think he's got the big boy pants on now. And Do you think? I I think I think it's an elite club or or, or nothing from for, from for Klopp right. going going onwards. I think But do you think he'll define an era? I think he could do. I think he already has to an extent mm-hmm. with what he's what he's done at Dortmund and what he's done at, at Liverpool. I suppose if we're he, putting him in the that... same bracket as Guardiola though really that type of time, aren't we? Klopp is now showing that he's coming into his own a bit more as Guardiola's at least but ostensibly that, that's, fading. That, that's the thing, isn't it, about history? It's best judged ret- retrospectively. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, while, yeah, yeah. not while it's still Very happening. True. So oh, I, well, I, I don't know, but with Guardiola, though, I think that was it was that special, his time at Barcelona. I think you saw history in the making, sure. which, again, I stress, is a very, very, very rare thing. Sure, but say, for example, he fails to rebuild Manchester City mm-hmm. um, to the requisite standard, mm-hmm. fails to win a Champions League there, yeah. and then he fails to do it as his next club or his career fades out or mm-hmm. he just decides that he doesn't want to coach anymore. People will judge his career not just on the Barcelona bit. Maybe, and but I wonder it, if he still, he still defines an era. He still defines an era. Because I, I think the way that he changed Bayern, and I've said this time mm-hmm. and time again, mm. 
despite the fact that he didn't win the Champions League. The Champions League is not quite irrelevant, but it's almost irrelevant. And I think if you ask people who watch Bayern on a regular basis, they will say that that was some sort of high watermark for German football, for Bundesliga football. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that is what the question is, is sort of getting at. I think you talk about someone who's, who's got a, a, a print of how to play. I don't think Hasenhutl is completely unreasonable to say. I think he can go higher and higher from where mm. he is at the moment, having already an interesting career. And, you know, I think we can forget with, say, Mourinho, for example. Mm-hmm. There's a big lead-in even till he gets to to Porto. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, it's, it's not as if he won the Champions League or, or he won the UEFA Cup at Porto and that was the start of his career. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of work that's gone on um, at Sporting, at Barcelona, under um, Sir Bobby Robson, under mm-hmm. Van Gaal, before he even gets to... None of this happens overnight. Spell at Benfica, Leria, etc., etc. So, I think I think he's an interesting one. We talked about Eric Ten Hag before. I really want to see how he does outside Holland. I, I, I think that would be really, really interesting to, to look at. Nagelsmann, I think he's 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 one of the obvious ones on 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 the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really interested to see a how much he, how long he stays and how much he develops things at Leipzig, mm-hmm. um, and how long the project can really keep him for. Mm-hmm. I mean, the interesting thing with them is that they don't believe in buying experienced players at all which definitely puts a ceiling on what you can do, mm-hmm. I think, in terms of winning major trophies. Now, the way that Leipzig are going this season, those, well, they're sort of nat- they've got naturally evolving experienced players now, like Gulashi, like Forsberg, mm-hmm. like um, Kevin Campbell. So even though it's not policy to buy guys who are 29, 30, they do now have guys who are 29 and 30. Mm-hmm. And maybe those are guys, I mean, it's putting a lot on those players, but who can help them get over the hump in, in, in terms of mm-hmm. major trophies. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, I think there are quite a few interesting coaches who, mm-hmm. who could go on. We talked about Portugal before, and I mentioned briefly Ruben Amorim. Mm-hmm. He is a coach. I mean, Portugal, in terms of the way they develop coaches, the way they yeah. um, educate coaches, I think you've got some, you've always got terrific coaches coming out of Portugal. What Ruben Amorim has shown at Braga and that he's now shown at Sporting, top of the league, improbably, I would say, um, at, at, at the time of recording, I think he can go on and do something pretty oh, special. Yeah. I mean, he takes the best bits of, of Jorge Jesus and maybe even. Sergio Conceição, as as you know, he's a he's a big favourite of mine. Mm. Huge personality, loves those clashes on the touchline, and loves the grind, and I love that. So I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying new Mourinho or anything like that, but oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's good. I think uh, I think there's a lot to work with. There. I think Kev Sand will be very pleased with your answer. There's a lot of managers there for him to to delve into and uh, tell his friends that oh, these are the ones who are going to define the next year, and then in ten years' time, say, well, I told you. Or they're going to say, we told you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, let's finish with this with from, from our man Mason, who says, build your perfect European footballer. They can play if they can have played in any era, but can't have played in the UK. So, they can't have played in the UK? That's what he said, yeah. Um, so, oh, well, we're stuffed for Jorg Alberts then, aren't we? 
Oh, what well, he said, left foot, right foot, head, speed, vision, brain, heart, lungs, body strength. Yeah, I mean, left foot, yeah. We're stuffed with Ian Hart as well. Can't have Ian Hart. We'll take Hulk. What, for left foot? Yes. Adriano. Ah, uh, no. Adri. Ruben Sosa. I, I, I'm sorry. I have to point this out. And mm. I pointed it out before, but Hulk, on his Porto debut. Ruben Sosa is the answer. Hits a free kick. Left foot, Ruben Sosa. Hits a free kick. Mm. And he has said European footballer. These are South Americans. Oh, they have to be European footballers. Well, just to annoy you, I'm going to say that. (laughs) 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 Okay, well, we'll come right foot. (sighs) A lot of choice. Yeah. Do you know what? I I think we should go for craft with the right, sledgehammer with the left. So I'm going to go for Zidane with the right foot. Um, do you know what I was going to say? You could have Luis Figo for both. <laughs> I think Luis Figo's right foot was mm, was it better than Zidane's? Maybe Zidane's is like a paintbrush. Okay, head Lewandowski good in the only. He's a good header of the ball. Mario Jardel ah oh, South American again. We'll put Lewandowski there as a placeholder, shall we? Okay, speed. I see. I was going to say Mark Overmars, but he's played in the UK. Well, I, mean, I suppose we can tweak this, mate. We'll, we'll take Kylian Mbappe. Fair. Vision. Xavi. Yeah, Xavi. Yeah. Uh, brain. Uh, maybe for vision you could have Iniesta. Brain you could have Xavi. Oh, brain, I, I think I'd go Franco Baresi. Oh, yeah, of course you yeah. would. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. Heart. <sighs> Puyol? Carlos Puyol? Heart and lungs. They're two different categories. Oh, they're two different categories. Yes, they are. So heart. Do you know what? Sergio Ramos. Could be. I mean, my goodness. Some would say he's heartless. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He's got a bin for a heart. (laughs) Buffon heart. Remember that moment against Spurs in Juventus at Wembley in the Champions League when they were, you know, riling each other up? Okay, are we going to give the lungs to Puyol? Give the lungs to Puyol. Well, we'll, we'll take the we'll take the lungs. Surely there's a more sort of box to box midfielder like Fen- oh, he's Argentinian. I was going to say Redondo. <laughs> <laughs> Body strength is another one as well. Body strength. Oh, we we we, we can't have Carlos Tevez. We'll we'll have Sergio Ramos for that. Body strength. Okay, we'll have Ramos for body strength. Yeah, like that. Then uh, lungs. Someone who could just sort of run all day. Well, we, we had Puyol for that, didn't we? We had Puyol for that. The ground he covered was astonishing. What about the heart? What are you thinking for the heart? I think I think Buffon. Think of like he's still playing. He still has that desire. Right, okay. Okay. Unless, I mean, unless you can think of someone else, I'm happy to... I, I, it feels like it should be a midfielder, but I, if, if you want to have Buffon, we'll have Buffon. Well, okay. So, 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 so a, a great header. So what are we lacking? Left foot. Left foot... Um, uh, vision did we have we had vision and brain well we should have we should have had yeah, for for vision we had Javi I, oh I've got for, one for you for, for brain, brain we had no 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 I've got one Frank Reichard Frank Reichard for brain he was a magnificent player so intelligent yeah, yeah. come on it's at any era I'm, ju- I'm just I'm just wondering if that's that's ahead of Barese. I'm, I'm not, oh, you did have Barese I'm, in there. I'm not convinced. All right, Vision then, we could have Frank Reichardt. Just to kind of mix it up a little bit, because you don't want to sort of rely too much on that sort of Spanish uh, uh, side, you know, with the dominance. Um, you think there are not enough Milan parts in there? 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. <laughs> I want I want more representation of late eighties, <laughs> early nineties Milan. Yeah. Um. So header. So we've right header. See, I would have even gone Morata, but he played in the for Chelsea, of course. Someone who's a great header of the ball. Who's not played in England? Eusebio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, surely uh, we could have Karen Benzema. Is he a good header of the ball? He's become an unbelievable header of the ball. There you go. Should we yeah. shove him in there, Andy? Yeah. I know you're a big fan. Oh, yeah, I am a big fan. Uh, and if we can... Yeah, we can't have Memphis Dubai, one of your favourites in there. <laughs> he's, he's probably not worthy of this level um, of, of notoriety. I mean, left foot, we, I mean, you could have Iron Robin. Iron Robin. Well, the thing is... Iron Robin could shout from Charlie, that. I, I want someone who can really welt it. I mean, I wanted Michelle Bastos. Yeah. But again, South American. Right foot, Janino Ponambucano. Am I talking your language? Oh, Andy? yeah. Oh, yeah. Get him in there. Um, left foot. So, I, so I, think, if, I think Robin's a good shout. Amount okay. of goals he if, scored. If we, oh, he played with Chelsea, for... though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mason, what do you? To be fair, Mason said that he found this, so so tweak and take out bits if you want. No, Mason, this is what you've done to us. We we we're trying to be purists here. Um, Hadji, Georgie Hadji, that's a wonderful shout. From, yes, from Charlie, there. Yeah, Hadji's got to be left foot. I yes. think we're agreed there. Get Hadji in there. Uh, right foot. We've. I think we've got to have Janino Panambucano just for a little bit different, a little bit of something. Okay, so we're having Zidane for the vision instead. No, sod him. He's overrated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Left foot, right foot. Header. What did we say for header? You said Lewandowski as a place. Say, well, or did we go Benzema in the end? We one of you. You you can pick that. Speed of Kylian Mbappe. Yeah. Um, vision. Vision. You see, I was thinking. You know, vision. I think we go Shavi. Can't have Janino. He's Brazilian. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fine. We have got Zidane or Figo in there. That's fine. Uh, vision. We've got Shavi. Brain. We've got Brazy. Heart, we've got Puyol. Lungs. Lungs is Puyol. Heart was Buffon, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's a good spread. You've got a goalkeeper in there. You got, I think that's yeah. all right. And then body strength, we've got um, got Big Surge. Big Surge. Sergio Ramos. Although Heart, could you have Gabby from Atletico Madrid? Oh, yes, I like that. Yeah? What, is there a deviousness category? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe there should be. Yeah, I think yeah. Well, there you go. I think that's enough, Mason, for 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 you there. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm now thinking oh, this is going to be in my mind for the rest of the day. That one. <laughs> Maybe we'll revisit it. I don't know uh, for South American players. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the mailbag. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your questions. We do appreciate them greatly. Um, and I believe uh, John O'Shea asked about. Uh, uh, way now for Dortmund after they sacked five you spoke about that one on the continent Andy didn't you yes we so, did so John O'Shea get yourself over there and you can you can uh, listen to what Andy said also about the French TV deal which yes I think Tom one of the other questions that's right Tom asked us about that French uh, television rights and so on so you've spoken about that on the continent is where you want to pick up those uh, pieces so thank you very much everybody we love you dearly have a marvellous Christmas and uh, eat all the mince pies that you possibly can lots of love to ta for now
This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.